0: but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because he was before me. And from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. This is the word of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Some people only want a big and awesome God. That's right, they only want a big God to do big and awesome things for them. They believe that if God is really, really big, bigger than everything else, well, then nothing can overtake him. And so all of their religious talk is clothed with just how big and great and awesome and mighty and powerful God is. Now, to be fair, to a certain extent, they are right. When you read the book of Psalms, the Psalms, they talk extensively About the greatness, the might, the power, the awesomeness of God Himself. However, with this in mind, what do we do with the story of Christmas? Yes, the story of Christmas. How are we to understand all of this in light of the fact that God comes to us and lies in a manger as a tiny, helpless babe? If God is so awesome and so big and mighty, what do we do with a tiny baby? A tiny baby in a tiny little town, in a tiny, stinking, feeding trough. It's actually even more problematic to hear that the Son of God, though, willingly located himself into a human cell smaller than the eye can see in a young Jewish girl named Mary. You see, even though the Son of God was before the world and was always in the world as God, he grew in Mary's womb just like you and me. Like you, the Son of God, he grew legs, he grew arms, and fingernails in the womb. And so the point is this, and the point is this, that the God who is so big and awesome, he actually chose to be meager. He chose to be small as he came to us that first Christmas long ago. Now, perhaps one would think that as Jesus grew to be older, that he would grow to have an outstanding physical characteristic, perhaps being very tall, majestic, powerful, muscular, so forth. However, from the readings of scriptures, it is clear that Jesus was probably of average size, average height for a man living in that time, that day. Furthermore, the scriptures tell us that he did not have an overly impressive form or boundless majesty or a profound appearance that would cause us to take a second look at him. Again, all of this is problematic for those who only want a big and awesome God. And the reason is that a tiny and, well, insignificant, per se, God, according to the standards of the world, let's be very clear on that, according to the standards of the world, is that a God like that can be over, easily overtaken. A God like that can easily be overtaken, extinguished, and suppressed. Thus, the need to have a big God. Now, dear friends, friends, the Gospel of John tells us something otherwise. Listen to John again, what John spoke to us today. John actually says in his text these words, very important for us to hear The light shines in the darkness, and get this, and the darkness has not overcome it. The darkness has not overcome it. In other words, when Jesus was born that first Christmas, light appeared. In fact, the light shined into the darkness, and the darkness was unable to overcome the light. It's important to take notice of a very, very small word, but important word that John uses in chapter 1, verse 5. It's this word, Kata. Katal, let me get it right, katalab, katalaben one more time, Labin. there we go, Labin. This word, it actually means to take, to suppress, to seize, to overcome, to attain, lay hold of, to catch. In other words, John is saying that the darkness, now get this, that the darkness cannot, the darkness cannot take, the darkness cannot suppress, the darkness cannot seize and overcome and attain and lay hold or catch the light Oh, that's good. Indeed, the darkness cannot extinguish the light. The darkness cannot eclipse the light or capture the light as if a thief, as, as a thief who runs away with stolen goods. The light shines and will continue to shine despite the darkness. And so, the fact That the Son of God comes into this dark world as a baby born to a no-name virgin girl in a no-name little town, in a no-name cave next to a crowded inn, does not matter one bit. It does not matter one bit. With respect to the shroud of the world's darkness, the darkness cannot overcome the light. It cannot overcome Jesus. Now the reason why this is true is that the baby lying in the manger is no ordinary baby. Sure, the babe lying in that manger looked like any other baby of that time of the first century. However, that babe lying in the manger was the divine logos, the divine word of God. Listen up, my friends. The babe in that manger is the eternal word. The babe in the manger is the son of God the babe in the manger was the beginning in the beginning before time matter and space existed everything was created through that babe in the manger nothing not one thing came into being without him the earth the moon the stars the universe were made by that babe in the manger in this vast world and universe that we find ourselves at the very center is that babe right there that babe in the manger he is that which is stable In that babe in the manger, all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers, all things have been created through that babe in the manger. The babe in the manger is before all things, and in him, all things hold together. And so, hear this. Listen up this morning. This is important. The darkness cannot extinguish the light. The darkness cannot seize the Christ, not due to his size or how big he is, but because of who he is. Hear that loud and clear. Evil cannot overcome Christ. The gates of Hades will not overcome his church, and darkness will never snuff out the light. Baptized saints, Christ the Lord came into our Yeah, he came into our messed-up world, this world that is full of blindness, this world that is full of sin, this world that is rooted with evil. He came, and he was not overtaken by it. That's the message of Christmas for you this day. That is the message of Christianity that is proclaimed to you this day. And nothing, nothing is sure than this message. You have it on the highest authority that Christ has been born unto you, and it is good news to be received with great joy that light has shone in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. Indeed, that the darkness cannot overcome it. And so, my friends, you do not exclusively need a big and awesome God, even though that God is awesome and big. Indeed, you do not exclusively need a big and awesome God, that is supposedly bigger and more awesome than the darkness of evil. Well, that's not how it works. Indeed, that's not how it works. Instead, you need the God who became small and low for you. You need Christ who left the great majesty and the awesome glory of heaven for you. You need the Christ who came in humble and lowly ways and still comes to you this day in lowly and humble ways through a morsel of bread and a sip a sip of wine, the body and blood given and shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. Again, you do not exclusively need a big and awesome God that is supposedly bigger and more awesome than darkness and evil. Again, that's not how it works. Instead, you already have, you already have the Christ who cannot be extinguished, who cannot be overcome by darkness. You're the one who is big and mighty and awesome who descended very low, became tiny for you, entered the darkness for you, to conquer it for you. The light shines in the darkness, friends, and the darkness has not overcome it. Merry Christmas. Christ has been born unto you. The light shines for you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous Bright with thine own holiness Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org